0: Alrighty, so let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Loving Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of our life, the gift of your Son, the gift of his Church, and of uh, this time that you've given us this afternoon to gather to worship you, and especially uh, to to give you uh, glory, love, and reparation through our worship of the Sacred Heart of your Son, Jesus Christ. And Father, help us to to grow in love of him and that that love may take over our hearts and our minds and that it may bring others, many others, uh, to the love of your Son. And we ask all these things as always in his most holy name, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Well, hello, everybody, and again, thank you for coming. This is great. It's nice to see uh, so many people here. And um, i trying to get this to not slide. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with, with these retreats, mini-retreats, because they're only two hours long, uh, we're doing them in a different format now. Uh, but uh, we used to do them at 3 o'clock before. Uh, from 3 to 5, so we would start with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, but we're doing them now from 2 to 4, and so we are um, we're doing what we did, the, the Rosary, the Mysteries of the Day, and then the balance of that hour will just be a talk associated, some talk that has something to do with, with Sacred Heart Devotion, and then the second hour will be a Holy Hour, but a guided holy hour, following uh, the guidelines that are that are um, given in the handbook of the Guard of Honor. We did the, the, we did the second um, model uh, last month, and so now we're doing the first model. So uh, today, I would thought I would do something different in terms of my topics and my and my talk. So, Uh, This is a book that I have recommended to people over the years. Uh, It is a book that was out of print for a while, but now it's been reissued with a new cover. Uh, Same artwork, but just a different color. It used to be all gold, but now it's gold and blue. And it's called The Spiritual Direction of St. Claude La Colombiere. Uh, St. Claude La Colombiere was the spiritual director St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Uh, he was a Jesuit, a French Jesuit, and uh, he was the one who um, basically encouraged her to continue res- paying attention to these revelations from Jesus, that that she wasn't going crazy, that they were legitimate, that they were the real thing. And, and it was through him that the Society of Jesus uh, took note of this devotion after the Sisters of the Visitation did. And uh, it it started to grow first in France and then throughout the world uh, to the point where we're looking at the late 1600s now. Uh, St. Claude died of maltreatment. He would have died in around the 16. 16- the 1670s, 1680s, I'm not sure, Um, I think 1692, but anyway, he died of maltreatment in in the Tower of London. He was imprisoned because he was accused of being involved with the Titus Oaks dynamite plot, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go into that, but, you know, being French and a, Jesu- uh, uh, and a Jesuit uh, in London in those times, you know, the 1600s was not good, and he was there as the spiritual director of the of the queen consort. of um, Her name was Maria. She was a uh, uh, Italian, Mary of Modena. So she could have her Roman Catholic masses done privately and preached by him. That's where the Society of Jesus, assigned him from moving him there from Monial, But then, of course, he was falsely accused. He was imprisoned, eventually released. But his maltreatment had been such that he went back to Monial. but he just went back to die. And he was in his early 40s. So um, it is through him that he was sort of like the, the, the link between the Monastery of the Visitation, and the rest of the world. Then we know that the, the devotion to the Sacred Heart grew so much because, as I was just saying, this devotion is very important to our Lord. And it really is. And so it grew very quickly, first in France and then in other countries, including Poland. The Guard of Honor is bigger in Poland than it is in any other country today. And uh, eventually, in 1899, Pope Leo XIII consecrated all of humanity, the, the entire universe was consecrated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So this is something that you know, theologians, men and women of prayer, in centuries past, were able to identify immediately as something that was legitimate. This was not the only contender for their attention. It's not like everyone who said, oh, I saw Jesus or I saw Mary, that they would say, oh, really, well, come, let's let's publish your, your memoirs. No, um, no, quite the contrary. Uh, there was, it, the church is very, very conservative when it comes to to these things, to private revelations. And even with private revelations that are approved, as you know, Holy Mother says they're approved, they don't say anything that's heretical, and there's evidence to us that they are of supernatural origin. That's it. The church does not require us to believe in any of these things. Not Guadalupe, not Fatima, not Lourdes, nothing. Not the Sacred Heart. This is all, uh, as far as the church is concerned, it's icing on the cake. But of course, if you want to have cake without icing, knock yourself out. I think it's a lot better with icing. But especially if the icing is approved, right? And if the icing is something that, like I said, is very important to Jesus, The devotion to the Sacred Heart is something that we always must remember is, let's call it the flowering, the blossoming of the whole phenomenon and phenomenon it was and continues to be of the incarnation of God in our world. Jesus comes, or God the Son comes to us, becomes Jesus of Nazareth. Then we know how the story goes up until his resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the Father. As I was quoting uh, Pope Pius XII uh, yesterday and the day before, that uh, I read this in a a book by by Father Hardin, S.J., uh, John Hardin, the great American Jesuit, that Pius said that when our Lord ascended into heaven, he never left the earth. So basically he accomplished what what the ascension was supposed to have been a bridge, a climbing ladder, like a like a a, a ladder to heaven for all of us, He going there as the first fruits of redeemed humanity in His human body. F- that followed, of course, by our Blessed Mother. But that, having gone there, it's not like He is there now, and we're here without Him. We are here without His visible human contour, if you want to call it that. But he is here most excellently, most sublimely, most beautifully, and most helpfully for us in the Blessed Sacrament. What a beautiful thing Pope Pius tells us. You know, when, when our Lord ascends into heaven, He stays with us, leaving us the sacrament of of His fullness. The fullness of His body, of His blood, of His soul, and of His his divinity, and also the fullness of the Trinity because the Trinity is indissoluble. Where the Son is, the Holy Spirit and the Father are as well. So when we are worshipping the host, we are worshiping all of God a beautiful a beautiful gift that that is now that being said as i've mentioned before using you know colloquial terms i say that god tosses us a bone every now and then because he knows that our faith is weak he understands that and so he gives us a little gift every now and then to strengthen our faith, and that would be these private revelations, most of which, of course, are Marian. But we have the bleeding host at uh, Lanciano in uh, in Italy. We have the and it looks it looks like they're legitimate. Speaking of Bishop Robert McManus, he has four hosts that bled at the mass at at different times at the house of Audrey Santo, the late Audrey Santo. Bishop McManus is in possession of those Eucharists. Two of them were bled at a mass celebrated by a Springfield priest, the late Father Joyce, who would be the uncle of Monsignor, Monsignor David Joyce, who was just on the... Uh, the chalice of salvation uh, earlier today.